Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tony's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,162. October 2nd, 2023, 89 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1953. Wow. And it was as chilly as 22 degrees on this day in 1974. You don't say. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Joe from Egan says, please jot down my tremendous finish time of 1,162 minutes. <laughs> in honor of show number 1,162 for Sunday's inaugural GL Marathon. Rookie can do the math conversion. The GL Marathon, we even run in pleasant weather. Good luck, Joe from Egan. Oh, I'm sure people are expecting me to have some sort of tirade. Yeah, what's your tirade? There's two ways to look at this, folks. One is the tirade way, <laughs> and one is a calmer way. Uh, well, Cobb's boring. In through the nose. What I did do was do some homework, and I tried to discover a number of things. For example, is there a world governing body of marathon running? And to the best of my abilities, and I, I would hope a marathon runner would be would correct me if it need be, I cannot find a world governing body. I'm sure the Olympics has its own marathon staff for the uh, marathon, the Olympic run. Yes, you in the back. I can help you with that. Yeah. Each runner gets a certificate with your time on it. What's that have to do with an organizing body? It's printed on the bottom of that. Brought to you by yeah, Twin in, Cities in Motion. Brought right. to you by the Boston whatever. In Boston, the governing body is the Boston Athletic Association. Correct. And in their rules section, there are 26 pages. And there is no mention of weather in the 26 pages of rules. Uh, Boston did cancel in 2021 for the first time in 124 years. Because, and to me, this is almost as stupid as canceling for weather. They, they feared that they could not achieve uh, a correct social distancing because of the pandemic. Oh, sure, yeah. So, they, so the run was canceled. In the Twin Cities, the governing body is called Twin Cities in Motion. They, they, are, they are the people responsible 
for staging and running the Twin Cities Marathon. Uh, I can find no language in Twin Cities in motions literature about a weather, but it, Medtronic is the sponsor. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they also have rules that apply to the marathon. And uh, in Rule 8.04, Medtronic's literature does mention uh, the possibility of cancellation for inclement weather. So, th- so it's there. It's in. It's in. It's printed somewhere that weather could become a factor in running this race. My personal belief is, oh, oh careful, it's on the edge. That this is uh, people who, however well intentioned, have been completely caught up in the narrative of. We are doomed because man is ruining the earth. And remember, that has nothing to do with the environment. That movement has everything to do with changing behavior. It has nothing to do with what the temperature is supposed to be or the wind or the rain or the snow or the sleet. It has to do with uh, something far more cosmic in mind. Okay. So I happen to think that's what the, they got. They heard that weather. The uh, the meteorologists are only too willing to chirp about it all week and say, oh, they better have water. Right. It's going to be warm. And they get caught up in this narrative where hot weather uh, at on October 1st, apparently they can't understand that that could happen. And then they, they freak. And they, Was yeah. there really a... A news story about they better have water at the marathon? All week long they were talking about stay hydrated <laughs> oh. and, and the whole deal. I bet they hadn't thought of that. <laughs> and and uh, God. so they canceled this thing. They were up all night studying well, weather charts, and they uh, about 5.30 in the morning they said, no, oh, we're going to cancel. The weather, the forecast did not change from Saturday to Sunday morning. Right. Nothing changed. So... The two ways you can look at it. One, uh, it's the mystery that happened right before your very eyes. Or two, uh, it's entirely legitimate to cancel out of fear of personal injury to some of the runners. So I think I think what they've done is they've they run this marathon completely backwards. They've, they've screwed it up. You've got professional runners coming in here. This is how they make their living. You've got these African kids run around all summer long in Nairobi in their bare feet, right. and it's 110. Right. They wouldn't have given a bleep about the weather. Correct. So you send the pros off. They would have been done by the time it hit 75 degrees, mm-hmm. if, not, if not 70 degrees. They how would have they been make, done. How do they make their living doing it? The you get paid. The, the purse. You get a oh, purse. Oh, there's... Oh, really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, I had no idea. And then, huh. I don't know, this will be up to Twin Cities in Motion to to divine this, but you're, you'll have to, from here on out, because you've, you've, now, you've now established a precedent. And <clears throat> what you need to come up with now are a number of variables that address the ramifications of your actions. You have to come up with, uh, you'll have to come up with some weather numbers. 
You'll have to come up with uh, some literature. Yes, you'll have to create parameters, and you'll have to decide this. I don't know how you will consult with doctors or what have you, but you're going to have to come up with, we will run no marathon uh, if the forecast calls for uh, anything above 83.7 degrees, whatever you're going to come up with. And a humidity, uh, anything above uh, 57% and a dew point of 62, whatever. You're going to have to create that because you've now established the precedent. You've established that whatever yesterday was at the time of the marathon or the forecast, that's too much. That was you black can't, flag. You can't do it. It yep. turned black flag, whatever the hell that means. Well, mm-hmm. I thought they were using the, uh, the EAS, the event alert system. I and don't know what the EAS is. Well, there's the white, the green, the yellow, red, and black. It's the event alert system that they use. Well, it's a good thing then the Twins weren't home yesterday. But how can can you have a ball game then? How could you have played a football game? But Kenny's Kenny's referring to the event itself, meaning that's their own guy. Yeah, and and the Twin Cities in Motion um, event uses this system. Well, then they must have numbers. Yeah. Okay. But my point earlier... Nothing changed from Saturday to Sunday morning. I, I said this to Joe earlier, guys, and I, I don't know what the answer is, but my guess is some of this had to be from they're, they're worried about lawsuits. So if some runner drops drops dead, are they worried about litigation? Because that could be the only reason. Are you signing a release? You have to uh, sign a release. Thought, yeah. Thought There's was. one more. They're worried about overwhelming the emergency rooms. I have something very interesting about oh, that that will come up shortly. Then, then uh, there's then there's a very simple way to do it. Uh, you have to divide the field, and you send all the pros off when it's 62 degrees and beautiful. And then, uh, if you want to run it, uh, you you announce that this marathon ends at noon. So wherever you wherever Janice Borman is, she going to call us today? Uh, she has not returned my call, so I don't know what her status is. Um, hopefully she will. Wherever the Janice Bormans are at noon, if they drop dead at 12.05, Twin Cities in Motion is not responsible because you ended the marathon at noon. Either you were done by then. Either you were done by noon or if you're still out there, too bad. Go home. That's or, on you. Or whatever. Get a ride. Do something. But you're done. That's how you could have handled it. Mm. And that's how they'll have to handle it. Evidently, precedent was set in uh, on October 7th in 2007 when both the Twin Cities and Chicago marathons ran at the same time. Midway through the Chicago one, they shut it down. Jan Uzlik writes, lessons learned during the 2007 Twin Cities marathon likely lead to the cancellation of the 2023 marathon. Joel, for more than 20 years, I was an amateur shortwave radio operator ham radio on a sag wagon for the twin cities marathon it is hams the ham radio guys that provide the communications along the race route and are attached to the medical tent at the finish there is a ham stationed every half mile of the race route with our net control located in a trailer next to the medical tent at the finish line a sag wagon picks up runners that drop out of the race for any number of reasons and takes them to a bus that is rolling with the race. It will take them to the finish line or go directly to the medical tent as directed by medical personnel stationed on the route or route. Uh, 
route. The temp continued to rise during the race to 84.7 degrees. The humidity did drop some to 65% with the dew point still in the 70s at 71.6 degrees. These are extreme conditions for any heavy outdoor physical activity. It wasn't long and I was getting calls for runner pickups with lethargy, severe cramping, and weakness. When I was called to mile 19 of the race, there were people laying all over the grass. It looked like a war zone. Two ambulances pulled up and many people climbed into my sag as medical continued to work on the runners in the worst condition. One man was standing and had his arms wrapped around a tree. It took my driver and I both to pry him free and get him into the sag. What? We took our riders to a bus, and as others got on the bus, this man was once again hanging onto the shrubs near the bus. Once again, he was pried from the shrubs and helped onto the bus. The ham on the bus was told to notify medical at the finish line to meet this bus for this man. I, I had to head back to mile 19. The medical tent at the finish line was overflowing, and cots were placed outside their tent with runners being treated out in the open all around the grounds. People were in terrible straits with severe muscle cramping. IVs were being run everywhere. Hospital ERs were becoming overrun with runners needing treatment for heat exhaustion, dehydration, and heat stroke. There were so many nine... Here's the key point that Kenny referenced. There were so many 911 calls for the race that officials were becoming concerned that all these medical responders were being stretched so thin that there would be no ability for response to any medical emergencies that may occur beyond the marathon. The officials came very close to stopping the race that year. One doctor kept taking wet bulb temps. I think that means considering what the humidity and dew point was. One doctor kept taking wet bulb temps at intervals as they struggled deciding with stopping the race. It was a Twin Cities marathon race I will never forget. Respectfully, Jan Uslake, and he gives me his ham radio number. Okay. Well, then then the calm way to look at this is this, this race yesterday had achieved its black flag threshold. So rather than swamp 911 calls in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, they canned it. They Maybe. still screwed up. They still screwed up. Don't 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 back off on this suit. Uh, so maybe the weather angle isn't going to work for you. 20,000 people pre-registered for this. Right. 7,000 registered on Saturday. Yeah. That's 27,000. They screwed those people, especially the 7,000 that registered on Saturday. They should have made the announcement ahead of time. Well, As the- early as Friday, Thursday, Friday. Hey, we're watching the forecast for Sunday. Uh, we'll make a decision on Saturday. Where where the mystery comes in is what are we going to be allowed to do? What what decision making can is going to be left for the individual? Apparently in a marathon where you pay a fee and enter, 
I guess you have to acquiesce to the people who run it. You just can't arbitrarily say, no, I disagree with your announcement. I'm running it. Well, and many people did, by the way. Many people yeah. did, but it wasn't yeah. official. It won't right. count for them applying to another marathon or whatever, but many people did. But what what personal response, like downing notes, let me get this straight. Children can decide to permanently mutilate their own bodies and not even their own parents can stop them. But adults are not allowed to decide for themselves whether it is too hot to go for a run. That's a good yeah. point. Huh. Yeah. But, but again, how could the 20,000 people have overruled the governing body? And, and the answer is no, they could not. But but the the reaction that I got from talking to people all day long yesterday was disbelief. Yeah. Yes. Was just utter disbelief. I didn't I'd never awakened to such a beautiful morning as yesterday. And again, the elite runners would have been done by the time it hit seventy five degrees. There's not a doubt in my I mean, they all run it in two hours. I was in What's commun- the te- what was the temperature yesterday at ten o'clock? It probably wasn't even 75. I think it was 68, because I remember seeing this on the news, and the temperature on the corner of the newscast I was watching was 68 degrees. Well, then there's another aspect of the mystery that comes into play. Everyone wants a medal. I told you guys last week that one of my fun, my the most fun I ever had writing a column was for about two weeks prior to the marathon 10 or 15 years ago. I said, if you're just running it to get your name in the paper, Save yourself the trouble and just send me the time you want recorded, and I'll put that at the bottom of every column. And 10, 15 people a day did that for for two weeks. It was wonderful. So have we reached the point where I, I want to run a marathon because I can. I get to do it, too. I get to do it, too. Never mind that I weigh 400 pounds and I can't walk six blocks. I'm running a marathon. All you're doing is destroying it for the guys who could and the women who can run a marathon. Right. Clogging right. up. Laws are designed to protect the cowards, the simple and the weak. So they this Twin Cities in motion, they gotta revise their gig here. What are you gonna do next year? You've established your black flag precedent. Right. And you apparently did it to accommodate stiffs. Yeah. The weakest. The weakest in the So herd. what are you going to do? Have it in late October. Well, no. Why Why do you have to allow it? According to Reavers, and you don't know this for a fact, but you're pretty confident, you don't need to qualify for this marathon. To my, the best of my knowledge, you do not. I know she had to qualify for Boston, but she did not have to qualify for the Twin Cities Marathon. Well, And I'd ask her, but she's not really talking to me Well, right then, now. isn't it simple? <laughs> you just have to qualify to get in this marathon? If you want this to be an elite marathon, they've they've called it the most gorgeous urban marathon in the country. Sure. And and, and so if you want in, don't you have to demonstrate some capacity to run it? I won't, I don't want to answer for them, but I think it's they would say no because then they'll they won't get as Kenny said 27,000 people. Well, then to- you're going to go through this every other year. I guess. It could just as easily yesterday have been snowing. Well, it's, it's like the price is right with that, the, the window, the thing that 
Oh, you got to find out. Is it going to be 76 degrees, 82? Where do we cancel? Well, they've, they've done it now. They've, they've done it. And I, apparently it's if the uh, temperature is at 90 degrees <clears throat> at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Isn't this where we're at, though, in America? How many red flag warnings did we receive over the summer telling people to stay indoors due to air quality or the heat or the humidity? No, Meanwhile, you know what? The, the, road constro- the road construction guys are still out there. The guys are still up on roofs yeah. throwing down shingles. If they the farmers this, are still in yeah. the field bailing hay. If they had this marathon at the height of some of those smokiest days, I, <clears> I don't think I would have bitched if they canceled. I don't think I would have seen anything nefarious in that. I wouldn't have run in that. That was dreadful. You would have understood. Oh, absolutely. What if it was a hard, hard rain? I don't know how marathoners think about that. Does it become too slippery? Mm. An ice storm? I can see canceling it if you had an ice storm. Right. But I don't see canceling it for a nice day. No, I was, I was a bit shocked. This this is where we're at in the country, Joe. We're we're being led by wimps and cowards. There's no strong men anymore. There's no strong women anymore. And if you are, you're considered toxic. And and the despite saying that uh, everyone I talked to was in disbelief, every quote I read and every quote I heard on uh, local news and every quote I read the newspaper. People were entirely understanding. Oh, well. Oh, that's not what I'm seeing, and that's not what I saw in the morning uh, news this well, morning. Well, read the Star Tribune's <clears throat> play story about it. I'm, Everyone uh, they quoted said, well. That's by design. I can it, understand this. Like, you know, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, there were quite a few people that were PO'd on the uh, morning yeah, news this morning. I saw people morning. that were upset as well. And one guy from Chicago who very calmly in a dry voice expressed his um expressed his anger and i thought this guy he's an he's a lawyer and something's gonna he, he you know this isn't the end of this for this fellow and they asked him if, if we're talking about the same guy someone said to him are you going to run it anyway and he said i don't really have the motivation <laughs> <laughs> what's the in other words what's me. the motivation it wouldn't have counted for anything Right, yeah, he right. could not have used his time to get into other marathons. Well, did they still block off traffic for people to? Tom Hauser told me no. he, he he ran ten miles yesterday. Oh, sick humble brag, Tom. Right, I didn't realize he's a. Uh, remember when I was talking about those top six? Oh, he's too damn healthy. I don't. Think he's so. uh, he's he has I think Tokyo left. Joe, I went duck hunting yesterday morning, and uh, I was drenched in sweat before it even it was even light out, and I was so hot that I couldn't even shoot straight. I, I, I missed care. my I missed my care. first shot. I don't I care. Should call duck hunting off. It's too damn hot. Well, we've lost this answer to life. Who gives a bleep? In other words, if some three hundred pounder keeled over with heat exhaustion, who gives a bleep? You decided to run. Hmm. But everyone, it's very ha- insensitive. Jim. Everyone has to get a medal, so I guess anyone who wants to thinks they can run a marathon. Right. Where what we now know with the elite runners, it's a it's a tremendous uh, campaign to even run one at their level. Uh, they they're professionals. You know what was the temperature when uh, 
uh, Philippine Ed ran in uh, Marathon in 1100 BC or whatever the hell his name was, Philippides. I don't think they were worried he about that. He died at the end of it. Yeah, they weren't worried about that. The fall sale is underway at EcoFun, and given the given the fall forecast, we might hit some cool weather at the end of this week, but then it's supposed to be nice again. Still plenty of time for electric bike riding and scooter riding and uh, youth recreational equipment at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. Scootstar electric bikes, 25% off. The Beach Star step-through electric bike for $14.99. And a Yamaha full-suspension mountain electric bike. And I'm betting that would be the most comfortable one for, you know, your butt and everything else yeah. with those big tires on it. $34.99. That's a grand off MSRP. Bentelli scooters turning every urban errand into an adventure. $12.99. And yeah, the snowmobiles are available. Youth recreational equipment, helmets and apparel. The sale is underway at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, immediately west of 35. And it's in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. EcoFunMotorsports.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Viola, the bugs are gone. Viola. You get to shout that out at the uh, service station, at the car wash, maybe your backyard, front yard, when you use bugs be gone on your windshield. And uh, I think we're getting down to the last final few days of bugs uh, out all night long, 80s today, 80s tomorrow, and then it... It's rainy and cools off by the weekend, but uh, while you have a chance, stop by somewhere, anywhere, pick up a spray bottle full of Bugs Be Gone. It makes scrubbing bugs off your windshield and front bumper fun and easy. Spray it on, sticky bug bond breaks up, they slide down your windshield, and you just all you have to do is use that squeegee thing at the service station, and you don't even have to press down hard. It's so simple. It's safe for all finishes. It's non-toxic. It's water-based. Leaves no film, no haze when it dries. You can use it on pretty much anything. Campers, motorcycles, boat services, anything organic. So it doesn't have to be bugs. If it's organic, it works. Spray it on, wait a few minutes, wash it off, and the bugs are gone. A wonderful product for our vehicles and us from the fine folks at Seafoam. Well, do you know that Canada, America's hat. America's cap, yeah. <laughs> they are moving to regulate and censor podcasts. Oh, whoa. Getting to the real things that plague the country. Right. Huh? <laughs> uh, it's a move to crack down on dissenters by regulating and censoring podcasts under the new measures being promoted by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his cabinet, authorities will also be able to track those who subscribe to podcasts. Okay. This is from uh, sgtreport.com. Look that up, Rook. sgtreport.com. The plan is the latest tactic seeking to eliminate wrong think from the nation's taxpaying population. In the summer, Canada's Bill C-18, the Online News Act, became law and placed restrictions on news. Bill C-18 limits online news to corporate media outlets by placing a price on links to content 
a so-called link tax to reduce the reach of independent sources. In other words, you'd be less tempted to go to read something, I suppose, if you had to pay to do it, right? Right. Trudeau also previously froze the bank accounts of protesting truckers in Canada. The World Economic Forum tied leaders' government declared that being pro-Trump was a factor they would use to freeze accounts. The CRTC now wants to regulate podcasts, said the Toronto Sun's Brian Lilly. Here's my simple message to them. Go to hell. Canadian clinical psychologist Jordan Peterson, a popular international podcaster, responded to the recent move on Twitter. Not a bleeping chance, Peterson said. You sensorial scum rat. (laughs) The announcement states that podcasters meeting a certain criteria need to provide information about their activities in Canada. We's in trouble. No, this has already happened here. No, it, it, it had, and it did, and thanks to the Supreme Court, a couple of weeks ago, it got shut down. The U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday, this was out September 14th, temporarily put an hold on an order restricting the ability of President Joe Biden's administration to encourage social media companies to remove content it considers misleading, including information about the COVID-19 pandemic. Hmm. New podcast. Oh, are you finished, Kenny? I'm sorry. No, I'll never be done with this topic. He crammed this BS down our throats uh, over a year ago. Well, is it too much to say? Encourage and to create a law. I mean, it sounds like Canada is actually creating. You know, you can encourage them to do whatever you want, but they still. John, the U.S. Supreme Court temporarily put a hold on an order restricting. So it's happened. Yeah, gotcha. New podcast, WSGT reports new podcast titled The Propaganda Antidote, providing exclusive interviews and the very latest breaking real news and information from the world's most trusted alternative media sources. SGT Report is your daily source for a truth in a time of universal deceit. This is one of the reasons Musk bought Twitter is because he was sick of the censorship. So is it hyperbole to say there's now no freedom of the press for ordinary Canadians? <laughs> for for any country in the world. The uh, Back to you, Kenny. Put an order restricting the ability of the administration to encourage social media companies so they couldn't actually restrict them. But you know... You know what they're doing and what they're trying to do. They said it out loud, John. Don't but, laugh but at me. Be, that would be extremely different, though, from actually creating laws or whatever's. Which to, is just the next step. Seems like they got yeah. their nose in the tent. Yeah. You, you the think tent. they don't want to do this, John? Well, why, why did they bring it up? Why did the U.S. Supreme Court have to get involved? Because well, that's exactly somebody, what they want to do. Somebody sued, of course. That's why they dealt with it. Yeah, well, you know what? We're cancel proof. Not good wood. Yeah, not, not <laughs> good. <laughs> wood green. Okay, no, Gary I don't Hart. have wood there <laughs> Whatever yeah. you say, Gary. <laughs> you we prove it. Uh, <laughs> follow me around, really. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I have some thoughts on, uh, or I don't. People have thoughts on the electric vehicles. 
Did I mention that uh, in South Dakota, Gerritsen School District received three electric buses from the feds? Oh. Did I mention that last week? You didn't get to it, but yes, you did. Well, we want to watch it. how that operates now. When they get to below zero there, let's. it'll be interesting to follow that. And to see if those buses are... Make it through. Make it through. Yeah. And I got a, a great note from Mary who writes, don't use my name. Ooh. Boy, Larry I almost from said Larry? her last from name, Larry? Too. This is Larry, from Larry. Yeah. Don't use my name on the air, but there's a thought on the problem with electric vehicles I realized last year during a snowstorm. The power went out in much of Dakota and Washington counties. My first concern was my 94-year-old mom living in a care facility. I got in my gas-powered vehicle and drove through snow and ice to get over to her. My concern was that full staffing was difficult on a regular day, needless to say, on a day with unplowed roads and ice and no power, making it difficult for the staff to get to the facilities. I arrived to check on my mom, and as I assumed, the floor was short of staff. This made me think, what would happen if power went out and the majority of people didn't have gas-powered vehicles. If you can't afford a charger in your garage or live in an apartment without a garage and public chargers don't work and are in limited supply, or if your vehicle is low on battery or dead, how will nurses, aides at senior facilities and or hospitals, fire departments, and police get to work to be able to serve the population? We need to keep vehicles that run on gas. It's a safety issue. Here, here, Larry. I agree with you. Yeah, what if the power goes out? You, you, you got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. And in Garrison, South Dakota, uh, the Garrison School District is working towards a more eco-friendly future. I'm sure, Yeah, Garrison, South Dakota, with the arrival of three new electric school buses. The buses came from the federal government's clean school bus program. I didn't know we had one. God, blessed is the government. Who's in charge of the clean school bus program? Some guy. Which program. provided $3.6 million to the Garrison School District and five other districts across the state to purchase the buses and install charging infrastructure. This is in the middle of South Dakota. It's actually not. It's right on the Minnesota border. Okay, I'm, I'm fine. Right but now. my point is, if you're worried about eco-friendliness, why are you? Well, I suppose what this means is every school district in the country is getting electric buses because it's like the tree program. You got to have equity. Got to have right. equity, right? In fact, yeah. it's closer to Laverne, Minnesota, than Sioux Falls. Does Laverne have an electric school bus? I don't know, but I can check. Is Laverne eight-man football? We don't have eight nine man, man rook. We have nine, nine man. man. No, they. Uh, in fact, they played our hometown Jordan Hubman the other night. Oh, okay. The buses up? were set to be delivered just this past Friday at the Garrettson Bus Garage, the Hanson, Desmet, and Lower Brule school districts receive funding for one electric bus, while the Viborg, Hurley, and Sioux Valley school districts will have two new buses. Two. Yes. I don't know that this is here or there. Wait, what, how, does, how does that phrase go? Anyway, Garrettson's not that big. It's 1,200 people. Well, they're getting buses, uh, Chris. That's what I'm wondering. I mean, what? Three. Were they each going to have one kid on they, it? I mean, you got a lot of school buses. Were they paid for in full by the grant? Because these things normally cost about 400k. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, you paid for them, Kenny. 
Yeah, I know. I was just wondering, did we pay the full cost, or did they have to kick in a little something, something? I don't know if they paid the full cost. I I bet they I bet they uh, received them without having to contribute. We have a federal program for that. It's like the trees. You got to have equity. Do you know? Garrettson is home to Devil's Gulch, the site where Jesse James allegedly escaped a posse after robbing the First National Bank in Northfield, Minnesota. Mm. No. Devil's Gulch. That's really? a cool name. I like Devil's Gulch. Hey, so, do you want to... McLaren was in Tennessee this weekend, and she had a she rented a Tesla, and it was not a good experience for her. I don't want to hear about it. Okay. Yeah. What color I'm more interested in hearing from Janice. We should. Can you call I'll, her again? I'll send her, I'll send her a uh, message. Because, you know, that woman could still be out there. No, she didn't I'm care. sure she's not. She, well, she's sure a smoking she got, marathon. She right got now. news it was canceled, I'm sure. You, you think so? Yeah. I'm, she probably doesn't have much to say. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I'll just I'll text her. Say your new garage door guy should be the whole family garage door of the twi- a precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Uh, their 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 Google ratings are extraordinary. Uh, if your door breaks down, you can, you don't want to be lifting that thing manually. Uh, I keep threatening to get my winter tune-up, and I swear I will, but then every day it's just been such a nice day. I haven't really thought ahead to what, you know, I don't want to come out here when it's 20 below and try and lift this door. They do everything, springs, rollers. They'll fix out the opener. Uh, you need a new door, precision door of the Twin Cities. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities will take care of that. I've received a number of emails to that end. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend trips. They, uh, they're the real deal. You got to have a guy for your garage. You got to have this on your right. on your phone list of the guys you got. That's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. You get the whole family, and they fix garage doors correctly. Get help online at PrecisionDoorMN.com, or you can call them directly at 612-263-6985. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. If you're looking for a safe, you need to talk to Rich. If you have questions about Liberty Safe in the recent news, you need to talk to Rich. If you have worries or concerns, Rich is the guy. Who the hell is Rich? Rich is the owner and proprietor and an all-around good guy, GLer, who runs MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Click on that. You'll see him right there on the landing page. Fitting and filling your needs is his deal. He also fixes safes and locks for homes, cars, or whatever, strong boxes. When it comes to protecting your valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option in the Midwest. Rick has been at it for over 30 years, and they have just the right unit to fit your needs. Don't believe everything you read on the Internet, um, especially when it comes to Liberty Safes. Rich can help you out and explain the whole deal to you. I'd encourage you to talk to him about your expectations and what safe best fits your needs. You will go home happy. If you haven't had a chance, log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Or you know what? Better yet, 
stop in and shake his hand. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. One sports note before we get to news. Baseball playoffs are set. The Twins kick off their first set against the Toronto Blue Jays tomorrow at Target Field. First pitch. 338. All games of the best of three series will be played at Target Field and uh, the broadcast for that game, if you're wondering, in fact, the first two games, well, all three games, if there's three games, will be on ESPN. So let's go, boys. We got a streak to keep intact. Let's hope there's not three. This is the there's two and the twins win. Remember in the when they won in 87 and their big thing was they only won 88 games. 85, mm-hmm. 85 games? Well, we only won 87 <laughs> games this year. Maybe this is destiny. Mm-hmm. Destiny. That's fine. I, I'm rooting for I'll, the last. I'll, I'll take that bet if you'd like. <laughs> I don't bet. Oh. I think rookie get odds if you're going to yeah, take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got to bet 100 to make 150. They haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. This is, this is the year. Uh, is it 18 been, straight? 18. I've been behind these guys for the entire season. You couldn't name two guys in the starting lineup. Byron Buxton. No, nope. he doesn't start. <laughs> no, nope. nope. hasn't, hasn't even been half. with the team. Joe Maurer. Nope. nope. How come he doesn't get any hits? Uh, how did we? Are you going to do the news over I the am, weekend? But, uh, how did we go from being up twelve or even fourteen to zero to them scoring what six eight runs? What was the final on that? Twelve game? to six was Saturday's game, I believe. Well, what an embarrassment! They got something called a home run. Yeah, and, and they were, the twins. The twins were messing with their pitching all weekend, Kenny. They were trying to get things set up <laughs> with the thing. Excuse me. I think everybody heard that. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Did you, John. Did you guys? Did you guys hear that? But John, that continues if you don't do the news. I see. Well, I want to talk more baseball with Chris. Well, Chris, yeah. they got they got some starting pitching though. I think can win them a couple yeah, playoff yeah, games. They this do. Year. Yeah. But I I don't know if they'll win any series as I hope so. It'd be Not sweet when win, there's twenty thousand Blue Jay fans at the stadium. I don't so think there will be, guys. Chris. I think you're being uh, very churlish. Did you notice? Good word. During the football game yesterday, how many Viking fans were cheering? No, it was too nice out. Oh. Yeah, I didn't see much football either yesterday. Okay. okay, in the news, let's go to the news, shall we? A late-night crash that left one person dead and six others injured is under investigation in Minneapolis. It happened at the intersection of 26th Street and Chicago Avenue around 11 last night. Metro Transit officials say a bus was headed north on Chicago Avenue when it crashed into a pickup truck at the intersection. Officials say the six people who were injured were all passengers on the bus. They were taken to local hospitals. As of this time, officials have not said if the person who died was in the truck or if that person was riding the bus. The pickup truck was heavily damaged. Several items from inside the truck as well as pieces of the truck were scattered across the street. Transportation officials say investigators are still trying to figure out why and how the crash happened on the busy street, which is also described as a hot bus route. Members of the state patrol are helping to reconstruct the crash scene. Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips says he's stepping down from his leadership post in the U.S. House of Representatives. Phillips was serving as co-chair of the Democratic Policy and Communications Caucus. In the announcement yesterday, Phillips said he will keep serving in the House and will remain a member of the Democratic Caucus. He also said he doesn't share the views of his caucus on the 2024 upcoming election. Added he felt it was, in his words, appropriate to avoid unnecessary distractions. 
Phillips has said in the past that President Biden should not run in next year's election. His message is that despite significant accomplishments, Joe Biden is too old to run for and finish a second term. Phillips still saying if no other prominent Democrat emerges, he will continue to consider running himself. Former volleyball coach at Como Park High School in St. Paul arrested and charged this week after he was accused of having sex with a 15-year-old. 30-year-old Kang Cha faces charges of first-degree criminal sexual conduct and third-degree criminal sexual conduct. According to the complaint, St. Paul officers responding to a report of criminal sexual conduct at Como Park High School on Thursday. Officers met with a 15-year-old who said her volleyball coach, identified as Cha, had engaged her in sex on multiple occasions from October of 2022 through September of this year. The victim told police that Chad had gotten her phone number from the volleyball roster and began texting her in the summer of 2022. After about a month of texting, he began asking the girl for sexual favors and nude photos. As officers were speaking with the victim, Chad began texting her, saying, why haven't you been coming to the games? Did you say anything to anyone about us? Chad was arrested shortly after he opted to waive his legal rights and speak with police. He admitted to being a coach at the high school and having sex with the teen. St. Paul Public Schools declined to comment on the situation, but noted Shaw's last day of employment with the district was on Thursday. So the gal went along with it. Yes. At some point decided to say this that enough's right. enough. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Minneapolis will be a stop for the Foo Fighters Outdoor Stadium Concert Tour next summer. This morning, the Twins announcing Target Field will host the Foo Fighters next summer. They'll be joined on stage that day by the Pretenders and L7 Support. Uh, this will all happen Sunday, July 28th as part of their Everything or Nothing at All Tour. That tour kicks off in New York City on July 17th of next summer. It'll end in Seattle on August 18th. L7 is the opening opening act? Mm -hmm. Correct. That'd yes. be worth getting there early to see them. They, they're they awesome. Yeah, and so are the Pretenders and so are the Foo Fighters. Isn't yeah, I'd, I'd put L7 above the Pretenders. The Pretenders are old and kind of have wet diapers and stinky. And yeah. L7 got, rocks. Not more than two days ago, I just listened to the new Pretenders album, which is a strong eight on the L7 will rock them off the stage. Uh, ain't that that rap stuff? L7? No. No. L7. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, female, Joe. Joe. Huh. Ladies. Let's, uh, now that Kenny's called Joe a name, let's take a break. <laughs> let's see what rookies But what would I say? Us. Well, I call didn't call him. Oh, well, that's nothing. That's yeah, I know. Nothing. We call that each other dummies every day. Doesn't mean dummies. anything. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's yeah. li quit listening to that dummy and go to work right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you said something that was uncharitable. So I'm going to bring you back charitable with Minnesota Masonic Charities. Isn't that something? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Their website is uh, very easy to uh, maneuver. You go to mnmasoniccharities.org. And basically, their website is to teach you about themselves. Everybody thinks that this is all secret stuff and handshakes and all that stuff. Yeah, they have meetings and so forth, and they might have a couple of secret handshakes, but you can learn all about how charitable they are through their podcasts, uh, scholarships, uh, care of the elderly and children. Everything's right there at your fingertips. So go to mnmasoniccharities.org and learn about since 2006, so many of the Minnesota Masonry combined to create one umbrella organization that helps Minnesotans across the board for life. mnmasoniccharities.org
stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. My sources tell me that if you need to make a frozen orange juice from concentrate, well, yeah. then you need the best water known to man, and that's Hofferman and Connecticut water. I had the guys out this morning to replace my filters. In and out in about, what, 15 minutes? It was just lickety-split. Fantastic. So get on the schedule right now and get that free water analysis by calling 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. You can also visit their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. You go on that website, you can see every single system that they have to offer for your home. I've had mine installed for about, what, um, well, I've been a customer for about six years now, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water, and it will do the same for you. Connecticut and Hofferman, two of the best names in the business. Don't forget to tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. John, if I may have 30 seconds. Sure, it's your show. Go back to the uh, marathon. I do believe that we will see weather warnings for nice weather. Now, you recall last week, we discovered that researchers from Columbia University in New York. Mm-hmm are attempting to link alcohol and drug abuse increases to warmer days, which they attribute, of course, to climate change, warmer uh, global warming. And that because it's nice out, people go out and socialize, and therefore they drink more or take more drugs, which that's a stretch for me, but I'm not a Columbia researcher. So what that will give the, uh, the true believers in the narrative will give them the opportunity to create warnings or admonitions if the weather gets too nice. Be careful. It's just too damn nice out. So there's nothing is going to be safe anymore. Nothing. Now here's John Haidt resuming his newscast. Thank you, Joe. Former President Trump denounced the civil fraud case over his business practices as a potentially motivated scam as he arrived for a trial in the lawsuit this morning. The lawsuit could cost him control of Trump Tower and other prized prospects. He reiterated claims that New York Attorney General Letitia James' suit is a politically motivated attempt to thwart his return to the White House. He looked away from James as he passed her on the way into court with a disgusted look on his face. The suit accuses Trump and his company of deceiving banks and and others by habitually lying about his wealth in financial statements. Judge Arthur N. Gorin already has ruled that Trump committed fraud in the business dealings. It's a non-jury trial, so N. Gorin uh, will decide on six other claims in the lawsuit. Meanwhile, the former president raising some uh, eyebrows over the weekend with some speeches. On Friday, speaking to California Republicans, he said if he's president, shoplifters will be shot on sight. <laughs> 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 How do you not love that? Oh, my God. <laughs> he joked about the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband, and he used, uh, he used the mf in his speech. Whoa. And, uh, well, I that's think I told, I told you guys off air, I'm, I'm no prude, but I don't think if you're running for president, you should use the mf in a speech. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's not, very, not very presidential. <laughs> not very, uh, it's not very smooth, is it? <laughs> Sunday in Iowa... Uh, During a weird portion of his speech, which is making the rounds all over the Internet, he asked folks if they'd rather be electrocuted by the electric battery as their boat is sinking, if they have an electric battery in their boat, or if they'd rather be eaten by the shark that's 10 feet from the boat. As the boat sinks. That's a good question. Is that like a Twitter which, poll? Which I'd have to think go? about that. Right. Which way well, do you want to go? go down with the ship? What, what do you no, think? Get electrocuted. It's easy. What, it's what easy. Do you think he said. Well, go ahead, John. 
What do you think? No, you tell me what. Uh, he'll I take think the shark. He'll shark. take the shark. No, yeah, you he want took the, the electrocution because it's instant shark. That's yeah. got to sting for a yeah. while. Chris listen. is right. He t- he took the electrocution. Well, yeah. Listen, he took the electrocution. You're not going to get electrocuted by a battery. You covered that last week. Right? A lot yeah. of people. A lot of people <laughs> like to <laughs> jog sharks. A lot of people don't. <laughs> Uh, Representative Matt Gut, Gut, Matt Gates said Sunday he'll try to remove House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a fellow Republican, from his leadership position this week after McCarthy relied on Democratic support to pass legislation that avoided a government shutdown. Uh, Gates, a longtime McCarthy nemesis, said in broadcast interviews McCarthy was in brazen material breach of agreements he made with House Republicans in January when he ran for Speaker. As a result, Gates said he would be filing a motion to vacate the chair. McCarthy's response, so be it, bring it on, let's get it over with, and let's start governing. Uh, no well, he's right. Have- I mean, this is this is going to go nowhere. This is just uh, a complete no- waste of time. We have 45 no. days to do it again. Yeah. No speaker has ever been removed from office through such a move. Procedural votes could be offered to halt the motion or it could trigger a House floor vote on whether McCarthy should remain speaker. McCarthy has the support of a large majority of House Republicans, but because the GOP holds such a slim 221 to 212 majority, he might need votes from some Democrats to keep his job. You know what the world needs? A good nuclear war. Okay, let's blow everything up and start, start over. Well, over you're again. right though, because you, who does Matt Getz think he's kidding? Now, he's do, really Getz. doing the work of yeah. the people. Way, yeah. to, way to go, Maddie. I think I'm, we need some big bombs dropped. Sure. Big what bombs. else? What else people. is going to cause the reset? I mean, we need to start over. Mm-hmm. You're you're absolutely right. Let's go here. I Russia mean, warns World War Three over UK troop plan. Planning nuke test. Hackers attack royals. I don't care about the royals. I care about the nukes. Let's go. A lot of people Here's like the- bombs. Here is the nuke story that Joe just brought up. Satellite imagery and aviation data suggest that Russia might be preparing to test an experimental nuclear-powered cruise missile. That's not a good thing. With a theoretical range of thousands of miles. Movements of aircraft and vehicles at or near a base in Russia's remote Arctic region are consistent with preps that were made for tests of the missile known as the Borovestnik or SSC-X9 Skyfall in 2017 and 2018. Those tests did not go well. They conducted 13 back then, all of which were unsuccessful. Apparently, they think they've uh, made the missile better. In previous tests, the missile failed to fly a distance anywhere close to the designed range, estimated to be about 14,000 miles, which would probably cover... That'd get here, wouldn't it, John? That that would get here, I think. Here's the problem, though, Such. These weasels, these third rail riders in Washington, have all the protections built in, and they have enough of a warning that anybody in Washington, D.C., in politics will be safe. They're going to go to the bunkers. They're going to run the the whole GD world from deep inside the Earth's crust, and we're still going to be stuck with these no, ass ass. No, you know I, what would happen? McCarthy huh. would go, go. Psst, don't tell Gates. Don't tell him. Right. Come on, let's go. Actually, the we're White House the was asked to comment on this very thing, and they had this to report. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. <laughs> you know? What can be. Oh, Unburdened by what has been. What can be. I. Unburdened by what has been. What can be. Unburdened. 
by what has been, what can be. Turn that off! Those of you that had 18 seconds, you can cash your tickets. I can't believe you made it that long. It was, That's not real. It's three and a half minutes of her saying that very sentence over and no. over. No, it's well, not. That's somebody not put real. that together, right? It's, yeah, it's mashed up, yeah. but basically yeah. it's yeah. just that on loop for three and a half <laughs> minutes because she says it at every speech. Did you want to US- hear it again? No. <laughs> okay, you're good. The U.S. Supreme Court began its new term today with arguments in a criminal sentencing case setting out on a nine-month legal journey that experts say will test how far the 6-3 to three conservative majority is willing to steer American law. The court also turned away a series of appeals in cases involving lawyers who, uh, lawyers who tried unsuccessful litigation to try and overturn former President Trump's 2020 election loss. Among the cases the court previously agreed to hear this term are major ones involving gun rights and the power of federal aid agencies, social media regulation, OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma's bankruptcy settlement, the legality of Republican-drawn electoral districts, and more. Uh, the first case today, Justice Clarence, Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas asked the first question during the opening argument of the new term in a case from Iowa involving a bid by inmate uh, inmate Mark Pulsifer to get a lighter sentence under a bipartisan 2018 law signed by President Trump that aimed to reduce the sentences for certain nonviolent drug offenders. Apple said over the weekend it'll address a software update that would address customer complaints about the latest iPhone 15 models. Anybody got an i15 yet? I do not, Jay. Eight plus? <laughs> I got a series, uh, I think a six. I got a six. <laughs> they apparently heat up. Yeah. Uh, the phone was released a week ago and they're running hot. Apple said the new iPhone models were running hot because of a combination of bugs in iOS 17, bugs in apps, and a temporary setup period. After Apple released the new iPhone 15 models earlier this month, user complaints on Apple's forums, Reddit, and social media suggest that all four models can get harder than expected during use. Two American scientists awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine today for their work on the technology that led to the breakthrough mRNA vaccines used to protect against COVID-19. The Nobel Assembly at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm jointly selected Caitlin Carrico and Drew Wiseman to share the prize for their discoveries concerning nucleoside-based modifications that enable the developments of effective mRNA vaccines. Unlike traditional vaccines, the RNA technology works by producing parts of a virus for the body, which creates matching proteins that the immune system can recognize and find a way to attack and kill. Working together at the University of Pennsylvania in the early 2000s, Carrico and Wiseman were able to get around the problem of unwanted inflammation seen in animal testing. Breakthrough led to the vaccines against the Zika virus and coronavirus cousin MERS. COV. When COVID-19 emerged in the early 2020, Moderna and Pfizer Biotech each developed a base-modified mRNA vaccine encoding the SARS-CoV-2 what are you doing? surface protein in record to, sorry, time. I just talk to Janice. Sorry for my interruption. All right. Uh, she cool. is going to talk to us. All right. All right. Oh, cool. Sorry. With shots I don't providing. know what her location is, though. With shots providing 95% protection from serious illness going into arms before the end of the year. John, that's... I'm out. That's wonderful. You're done? Uh, we <laughs> God, do I put have... that story in there for a reason. Where are you guys at? I, I just decided not to. I, I knew exactly <laughs> what you were doing. I decided and not I had to, a whole, I had a whole list going in my head, this, this, and this. And I just decided, you know what? Not today, Satan. 
Which so uh, that's was, what I'm I'm referring to you, of course, as Satan. Wow, so not was, not today, Satan. Empty day, day of fishing. <laughs> Empty day of fishing for me then. Huh? Yep, it sure uh, was. We do have Bastards. word that uh, Janice is willing to talk to us. She is she on the route, or we don't know where she I is. I don't know. We I couldn't will, get a we'll, read. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Janice Borman, the smoking marathon runner. Hey everybody, it's John here and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. This is about the 20th or 22nd year we've been able to speak with Janice Borman, the smoking marathon runner, as she's come to be known because she is a smoker and yet still runs the marathon. Janice, are you there? Janice? Janice? I fall over. Janice? Where are you, young lady? I'm in Minneapolis. Well, how far how far have you run? I, um, as you well know, I don't really run. Right. <laughs> um, I'm at a brisk pace right now. A what? A brisk pace. Are you aware that the marathon was canceled, Janice? What? The marathon was canceled yesterday. Uh, you probably took off not knowing that. Are, yes. you, are, you, are you serious? Yes. Uh, hang on, hang on just a minute here. Somebody on this line is saying that the marathon was canceled. Is that correct? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, thanks. Janice? Um, they told me that it was canceled. Janice, who are you talking to? Royce. <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate. Janice, who are you speaking with? Uh, I, have some, I have some friends that I'm um, uh, accompanying me. I see. They are. Um, How far? They're nodding, they're nodding their head. That they heard it was canceled. I didn't think it was canceled. How far did you get? How far are you right now? Because you don't have to finish. You can go home. No, I'm uh, I'm a trooper. I'm about six <laughs> blocks into it. Uh huh. We uh, we had some downtime. Right. Um, there were a couple donut shops. I had to get some. Um, uh, what is that called? The CBD, the um, gummies. Yes. 
and um, I had to get some smokes. Did, so are we, you, we didn't get that far. Where did you spend the night? Hang on just a minute. Somebody's running by. Hang on. Go! Go! Go fast! Go! Yes! I love you. <laughs> Excuse me? Janice? Yes? Where did you spend the night? Um, there was a little, um, a little tent city. Uh-huh. Um, we had some um, very fun homeless people. They had a great encampment. Yeah. And um, it, it was a little stinky, but um, I survived. Uh-huh. Well, Janice, it's, it's over for this year. You don't have to. You don't have to run all the way to St. Paul. You're only six blocks in. You might as well pack it in right now. Hang on one second. Ray. Yeah. We're out of toilet paper. Okay. Thanks. Um, I'm going to finish. Me and my friends here are going to finish this. And you have, uh, and you continue to smoke cigarettes. Is that correct? Oh, palm oil, no filter. Oh, I really? Mean, it's just. And you know what? You know what's so great about it? What is when you first light that cigarette? Yes. I just love that first whiff. Yes, I do too. Especially palm oils. Oh yeah, that's 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 the heavy one. That's the, the heavy stuff. The red pack. Do they the still have it come on the red pack? I wonder. <laughs> Janice, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we just that's wanted it. we wanted to touch base with you and tell you that it's over for this year, Janice. You don't have to run it. They canceled it due to the heat. <laughs> for me. Pardon? <laughs> it's not for me. What is I, not for you? I'm going to finish this. All right. I'm going to finish this mf. What is your personal record? For the marathon? Yes. Uh, two weeks and 14 hours. Okay, so you're, uh, you're well on. Uh, maybe establishing well, a better record this year. Hey, it's not always the race. It's right. not about the race. Right. I know I'm not going to win. Right. I know that. So why not just stop and enjoy? I mean, there are people here that... Homeless people that I they don't have a house. Right. And I'm meeting them. Where do you live, Janice? Smoking with them. Yeah. Where do you live, Janice? Oh, I'm not going to tell that. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal my uh, place of um, my, my dwelling because right. uh, too many of your people um, would probably try to. What do you do for me. a living? I don't know that we've ever established that in years past. I um, well, I'm on disability. Mm-hmm. But I do work part-time at a uh, Speedway. Oh, okay. You're a clerk. Yeah, I, I thought you remembered that because a long time ago, um, somebody was looking for crack. Right. And I said, well, you're not going to get that from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Thank you, Janice. Uh, you're welcome. Hey, um... Some, I'd love to come in the studio sometime. No, no, I, we can't do that. <laughs> All right, Janice. All right, somebody else is coming by. I got to go. Thank you. It's good to catch up with them. Only because they come to us. Yes. All the way from the traveling Lymans in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It was on this day. Joe, today is October 2nd. In 1843. The St. Croix County Board of Commissioners licensed Henry Jackson to open a tavern at St. Paul and also named him Justice of the Peace. 
Jackson Street runs from the site of his store. Hmm. On this day in 1863. 10.02. That one's too long. Okay. On this day in 1900. <laughs> William Jennings Bryan, presidential candidate, orator, and future participant in the Scopes trial on teaching evolution in public schools, spoke in St. Peter. On this day in 1900. October 2nd. The St. Paul Dispatch ran a photograph of all the automobiles owned in the city. Two cars and two trucks. <laughs> uh -huh. It's kind of like the school district in uh, South Dakota. Goodbye, Janice. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> On this nice, day... Nice to see you. Yeah, and this day in 1950. Uh, October uh, 2nd. This, a Peanuts comic strip by St. Paul's own Charles Schultz began national syndication in seven newspapers. Wow. And then finally on this day in 1968, 10-2, Congress passed the National Wild and Scenic Rivers Act, Act naming the Upper St. Croix River one of eight rivers protected by this legislation. The lower 52 miles of the river were preserved on October 25, 1972. Hmm. Or exactly 20 years prior to me getting a hole in one on October 25th, oh. 1992. I think it was 92. Yeah. October 25th was an expensive a good day. day. Very warm. You probably would not have had a marathon that day. Would that have been a black flag warning for Could have golf? been red. Could okay. have been red. Uh, not black. Gotcha. All right. Uh, thank you, GLers. Thank you very much. And with that, we need to play this. <laughs> I said, what in the world is this? GLers, um, do us a favor, if you wouldn't mind, um, and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel because on that channel, we are posting daily content for your amusement. You can also follow us along on all of our social media channels, which include Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes, sir. Yes, I am here getting prepared. Uh, what else do we mention? <laughs> Garage Logic's town council for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. You get behind-the-scenes footage and occasionally get to listen to Royce swear on the Garage Logic Town Council. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Anyway, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>